Welcome to the Dr. Berg's Healthy Keto and Intermittent Fasting Podcast, where Dr. Berg takes you on the journey for the truth about getting healthy and losing healthy weight. The next body type we're going to talk about is going to be called the adrenal. Now, the adrenal gland sits on top of the kidney. Right here, you got two of them. Go ahead and put your fingers on your adrenals. Now, the adrenal gland is a stress gland. How many have ever experienced stress before? Got one, two, three, four, five, six. Give me an example of what stresses people out. Work, traffic, children, kids, husbands, being overweight, school, relationships, life, finances. Wow, you guys can relate to that. Um, how many have ever had a uh, stressful relationship before, at least once, twice? <laughs> we'll stop right there. Um, so the adrenal reacts and adapts the body to stress. So if you pretend like you're being chased by a tiger for the next 10 years, and how your body would react to that, that's what happens with the adrenals over time when it burns out. Well, if you're being chased by a tiger, you're not going to be able to sleep, okay? You're not going to be able to reproduce. So you're going to have problems with hormones, uh, reproductive hormones. You're going to have problems with digestion. You're going to have problems with blood pressure and cholesterol and all these other things with blood sugars because you're running on sugar. So I'm going to go through all of them. But the adrenals regulate stress, and stress does accumulate. Yes, you're like a bucket, and you filled up. In fact, there is always some stress that has occurred right before you started developing a stubborn weight issue. Always. If you ask a person, they think it's just calories, right? Well, if you take it back, when did you start gaining weight? What happened just before that? You're going to find that they had a baby, C-section, a surgery, a hysterectomy, tubal ligation, they got married, they got a divorce, <laughs> all on that same date. <laughs> now, they have just a lot of different stresses. I've had people, even as kids, be, be overweight, and many times it comes after an asthma attack or an or ear infection or a throat infection, so many things that can stress the body out. But stress does accumulate, and over time, you develop too many applications on your desktop computer, which is your body. So all these things accumulate, and you're just like a bucket of stress. Um, you're kind of, some people, when we measure the inside of you, are so jacked up, they can't sleep, they can't relax. So I would say um, probably the biggest thing that stresses people out are other people. Is that true? There's certain personality types that kind of get to you. You got the whiner, right? They're like, um, will you please help me? Will you please help me? Do they ever accept your help? No. You just want to help? You just want to like, okay, let me push you downstairs. Now do you want my help? <laughs> so it's like you have whiners. You have the antagonistic person who's rude. You have um, the real depressed person that brings you down. You'll give them a solution. They say, no, that will never work. Or you have those really happy people that are always just happy. Uh, that doesn't stress me out, but sometimes it's like, if you're depressed, you don't really like these happy people. <laughs> They're just too positive all the time. But there's one personality type that really gets on my nerves, and they call it the um, passive-aggressive, called underminers. Now, let me show you what they, what they look like. So everyone look at me very, very hostile right now. 
You're smiling. Look at me very mean. Okay, now smile. Hi. Nice to meet you. They're going to backstab you. <laughs> to your face, they told you they stood up for you, but they actually ruin your reputation. They love gossip. How many of you know anyone like that? <clears throat> they give you a compliment, but they follow it up with a sharp, critical comment. They'll say something like, hey, that's a nice uh, jacket. Was it on sale? I'm like, who would ever say that? It's like, oh, that's a nice haircut. Did you get it at Cheap Cuts? <laughs> my uncle. I mean, um, actually, yes, it was my uncle. Um, he goes, uh, congratulations, you graduated as a, as a chiropractor. Congratulations. Hey, why don't you want to become a real doctor? <laughs> <laughs> So um, you have people that are bringing you up and people that are bringing you down, right? So those people, they bring you down covertly. So they're very introverting. They'll, they'll um, do something like this. Are you feeling okay? You look really tired. Are you sick? And you're like, I was fine until you said that. <clears throat> so I do have a way of getting back at these people. Do you like to know about that? Anyone want to know the technique? Okay, just reverse the flow. Just do it back to them. Have you had, has that been growing for a while? <laughs> you don't have anything in your face. They'll be in the bathroom for hours looking at their face going, is there anything on here? Because they're introverting you. So, yeah. Okay, so let's move on to something less stressful. But if you're in a relationship like that or someone's connected and you're trying to reason with them, don't hold your breath. You can't reason with them. That's what frustrates you because you just want to get them to see. Can't you see that you're crazy? No, they're not going to see that. <laughs> they have to be right. They'd rather be right than successful. So you're just better off just ignoring them, okay? So adrenal, when the adrenal gland gets burnt out, your tolerance for stress goes down. You don't tolerate people anymore. People get on your nerves. You become edgy, um, especially incompetent people. People that make mistakes, you kind of like, you might react more than you should, right? You're not going crazy, okay? <laughs> it's the adrenals because the tolerance of stress, your ability to tolerate stress, stuff, this kind of buffers it. So sometimes that buffer goes down and you're, and you're just kind of on edge all the time. Um, the way you think, it's not linear. It's like popcorn thoughts just come in and like this. Um, your memory starts, the adrenal affects the GPS in the brain. So it's kind of like you're going downstairs, you're like, um, what am I looking for again? Got to backtrack. Okay. Um, you'll be talking to someone, but you're actually having another conversation in your head. You might be waiting for the person to stop talking so you can talk because you're kind of thinking too fast. It's going too fast. What you're doing, you're solving problems 24-7. You can't stop solving problems. In fact, you can't stop thinking. <laughs> so with adrenal, they do a lot of thinking. And... Uh, because they're in a survival mode. It's called flight or fight mode. That is, uh, the problem with that is it stirs up the adrenals even more. What they should be doing is just turn it off for at least, I don't know, like a half hour a day. Go for a walk, look at a tree, a bird, a cloud, and just get space. Don't get the headphones on and you know, look at your computer all the time. How many of you sit in front of the computer more than uh, five hours a day? 16 hours a day. Wow. Um, that what happens is that it really kind of, the computers and everything kind of will stress your, your body too, especially if you have the computer right next to your body. I would try to get as far away as possible. Um, and even when you go to sleep at night, make sure there's no electrical stuff right by your head. Um, 
you got cell phones, you know, all that stuff. I, I'm very sensitive to um, energies, and I can pick up, like, I don't like talking in that cell phone. Somehow it just, like, feels like there's a microwave in my brain. So I'm like, okay, I got to go, you know, just, that's why everyone's like, what's your cell phone number? Uh, I never pick it up, because <laughs> I don't like that cell phone. So the adrenal, when the adrenal gets stressed, you can't tolerate stress, and you start increasing hormones that are going to cause belly fat, all right? So this is an adrenal body type shape right here. The weight is right there. Now, why is it in the belly primarily? Because your body's in survival, and as a stress mechanism, you're going to hold it around the most important organs, which happen to be in your midsection. Your body's trying to survive. It's trying to help you. It's protecting you against starvation, that low-calorie diet that you're going to go on. Yeah, so it's like going to put it right here. How many sit-ups will it take to flatten that belly? not going to happen. Why? Because it's coming from a hormone. Your problem is not your weight, it's your hormones. You have to reduce that cortisol. The things that people do to lose weight end up destroying their metabolism and their hormones. We don't want to jack that up anymore. So people take stimulants. You're already stimulated. You don't want to jack it up more. Um, so it goes there. Now over time, instead of burning the belly fat off as energy, it's going to burn off your leg muscles before it even touches that fat. In other words, your body's going to use up your proteins in your, in your thighs. So guess what that's connected to? Your knees. That's why you have a lot of knee problems with, with adrenal and you have a lot of collagen because all the, the glue that holds the body together falls apart. So you have loose skin. It's called pendulous abdomen. It kind of sags right here. And when you get it from a seated position, you're kind of like you're getting up. Climbing is a problem. Your legs are heavier. Don't worry, it gets worse. So after these legs become dissolved, then your adrenals will go after another muscle called the gluteus maximus. What muscle is that? Your behind. <laughs> so, so what happens is not only do we get us thinner legs and bigger trunk, but we get no butt. So you got no butt, no legs, all belly. You've seen people like that, right? So you have something to look forward to. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm telling you, you gotta, you have to, um, gotta start now. <laughs> Just pre pre preventing, okay? Um, I've had relatives that before menopause, oh my goodness, waist like this, after, like that. So, yeah. So adrenal um, glands will cause all sorts of problems with stress responses, and it affects their ability to sleep. Normally, when you go to sleep at night, you're supposed to go through four waves of sleep, from a light sleep here to a deep sleep here. Now, down here, in the lower parts, this is called the delta wave sleep right here. That's where you burn 98% of all your fat, not during the day. All the fat burning occurs right there. If you're not sleeping, you're not going to burn fat. But in your mind, you're thinking you're wasting your time. I should be walking while I'm sleeping <laughs> just to burn off those calories. So let's talk about calories for a second. Um, yes, exercise does burn calories. That's true, but not necessarily fat calories. Let's take a look at something. When a normal person exercises, they, they actually stress their body out. Okay, it sounds pretty interesting, but what all the benefit from that exercise occurs in the recovery 14 hours to 24 hours later when you're in the deep 
sleep if you're sleeping, if you let yourself recover. You ever hear that workout called the P90X or the Insanity Workout? I normally see people who are like 45, they start doing that. You ever see the videos? They have like 18-year-olds. <laughs> if you have low recovery, like low endurance, low fitness, and you do that, something that high, you're going to hurt yourself. <laughs> you're going to pull a hamstring. I see it all the time. My son, I took him to wrestling practice, and he's like 16, 17. I was wrestling in college. We go there, and all the fathers are in a, around the mat. They're standing around the perimeter with their shoes off, with their socks on, waiting to jump in there, because in their mind, they're still 18. One guy breaks the rib. This guy, you know, he runs out of, almost like had a heart attack. It was hilarious. So mentally, you might still be 18. Physically, you may not be quite that level. So it really, all the benefit occurs in the recovery after the workout. So when you exercise, you stress your body, and then you're supposed to recover. And that's when you burn the fat, not during the workout. If you don't believe me, go work out three hours and weigh yourself before and after. You'll burn 900 calories, but no actual weight loss. Okay, so it's all right here. If you can recover, adrenal cases don't recover that well. So they don't adapt. So the exercise only as good as if you can change or adapt to it. So that's really what we're dealing with is how do you get your body to change from the things you're doing it? How many found when you're 18 you can pretty much eat anything you want? Really, you can just get away with it, right? How many find you can't quite get away with it now? What is the difference? The difference is your metabolism, the rate, your metabolism. Okay, that's really what's broken. You really have to exercise based on your ability to recover from it. It's better off for adrenals if you go walking on a flat surface than to get on that treadmill to burn off the calories. So the thing that people do, cut calories, starvation, exhaustive exercise, is the exact thing that's keeping that weight there. And they're frustrated because they've been taught that, oh, everyone knows that you just have to exercise and diet. Yeah. Oh, really? Well, those people that are saying that have never probably worked with one person, I bet. I've been there in the field of weight loss for 25 years. I worked on 35,000 different people. I believe a patient, because I observe them, they're eating good and it's still not working. They're doing the treadmill, it's still not working. So it really has to do with the internal. So we want to adjust the workout to um, your ability to adapt. That's why you have to, you can't put everyone in the same program. Everyone needs their, their own program. So with adrenal, either they can't get to sleep because they're so wound up and they can't relax because they're thinking so much, or they get up in the middle of the night like two, and just like they're more awake at two than they are during the day. In fact, right after lunch or three o'clock, they're just ready to go to sleep. So either they can't get to sleep, they can't stay asleep, or the bladder, which actually is controlled by the adrenal, has to eliminate. You know, so they're getting up urinating several times a night. That's adrenal. The best sleep for the adrenal is a half hour before the alarm clock goes off, right there. Right when you finally get to sleep, that's when you gotta get up. Can anyone relate to that? Yeah. Don't worry, it gets worse. Um, so we got the adrenal, will affect the sleep, create an inability to see change from a workout, and it also will affect your um, cognitive. It affects a lot of other things as well. It affects blood pressure. Yeah, that's one of the symptoms from the adrenal is high blood pressure. 
especially of the top number, the systolic, before the diastolic. So always look at the top number. If the top, top number is high, we know it's adrenal. So because your, your body's, you lost that recovery mechanism to kind of keep the pressure down. So you have blood pressure, we have blood sugar. Yes, diabetes is a symptom of adrenal because they control the sugars. Blood cholesterol is adrenal. Yeah. Cholesterol is needed to make adrenal hormones during stress. The more stress you go through, the more cholesterol you need to be able to build those hormones. And then you have all allergies are adrenal, including the sinus. Low vitamin D levels are, are adrenal. You, you know your doctor saying, oh, take vitamin D, you're deficient, but they're not asking why. Okay? Arthritis, all the itises. In fact, anything connected with inflammation is adrenal. Poor handwriting, and that's me. Um, I could write the first part of the, the word, but the last part just kind of gets all lost. So what this means blood pressure, blood sugar, blood cholesterol, allergies, vitamin D, inflammation, and um, cognitive issues, um, insomnia. Other than that, you're perfectly healthy. Now, here is the problem. What happens is that the medical system treats, treats these. They don't ask why. There's no evaluation. What they'll do is take that symptom, okay? These are symptoms. This is what symptom is. And then they make it the problem, okay? They confuse the symptom with the problem. It's like one of those obvious things. I'm like, is it just me? Why is anyone asking this question? Because if you ask your doctor, what caused this? What they'll do is convert it to a very scientific complex name, okay? You have lumbalgia. What does that mean? Low back pain. Oh, okay. You have fibromyalgia. What does that mean? You got, you're hurting all over your body. Uh, you have plantar fasciitis. What does that mean? You got pain in the foot. You have dystatokinesis. Sounds pretty scientific. That means you can't do this with your body. You can't rotate it back and forth. You have spondylolisthesis. What does that mean? You have, a, you have a broken back. There's all these labels. Post-traumatic stress syndrome. It means you, you got some stress in your past. <laughs> they have one now called um, non-compliance to treatment disorder. I'm serious. I'm not kidding. Non-compliance to treatment disorder. If you don't do what the doctor says, I told my son that, and he said, oh, homie don't play that? I'm like, <laughs> I, said, I said, what does homie don't play that mean? He said, that means um, I'm not going to do what you say. I'm like, oh, okay. And then you're, you're going to get a diagnosis from the doctor because <laughs> he's going to go, you have noncompliance to treatment disorder. Well, maybe you didn't want the surgery. Maybe you want a second opinion, and they'll put this label. They have uh, manic depressive. What does that mean? It means that you're happy and sad. What's wrong with being happy, you know? You have a clinical depression. It could mean that you're not sleeping. People that don't sleep get depressed. So it's just amazing. And then it's treated with a poison. I'm sorry, a medication. Um, my whole thought is that what's really missing in healthcare is the health part. It's kind of like that. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, did I just think of that? Is that an original idea, or does everyone know that? <laughs> I mean, it's bizarre. There's no health in healthcare. It's all disease care. There are underlying principles to all subjects in life that are very high principles that everything kind of must revolve around. Okay, 
my whole principle in weight loss is getting healthy to lose weight, not losing weight to get healthy. You have to focus on your health. Now, that's pretty powerful because if you don't know that, you're very susceptible to the next unhealthy diet that comes along or a little gimmick that might not be healthy. But if you look at it from the viewpoint of, okay, is that healthy? Yes, okay, that might work. Let's just take the word food. How many of you eat food? Okay, yeah. How many of you never looked up the definition of the word food before? Okay, I'm going to tell you what it is. It's that which is eaten to sustain life, provide energy, and promote the growth and repair of tissue. It comes from the Latin word, which means nourishment, nutrients. So food is nutrients. That's why we're supposed to eat it. We're not supposed to eat food for necessarily anything other than health and nutrients. But So when you go into the grocery store, you can ask now, hmm, what am I in the mood for? No, 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 no. Don't ask that because you're going to get a brownie. Um, but if you say, what can get me more nutrition? What's, what can I eat that has more nutrition? That's very powerful because then you'll get it stay out of trouble. I guarantee all the junk foods don't have a lot of nutrition. They don't, other than synthetic vitamins. In politics, you have uh, underlying principles that you use. Like, the, I guess the principle in politics or the underlying senior principle would be something like, um, don't spend more than you have, right, in the budget. Would that be kind of a smart thing to get out of trouble? So I guess we don't have to worry about that one. Just being sarcastic. Um, and then you have, um, what about in, um, um, in the area of health in general? You have to, or health care, you have to create your health. Can you imagine if we just put 1% of the, of the uh, money we put in sick care or health care into just prevention or creating health? It's over. It's over. I mean, prevention. The problem is the doctors will say, okay, let's check you in six months, okay? And you keep coming back. Let's check you. Let's check you. <sighs> Sorry to tell us you have cancer. Get your stuff together, and uh, it's, we're going to do chemo. What was to be done to prevent it? What was done to create the health? There's nothing. What are they going to do? An aspirin a day? I had to get life insurance, Okay. Lisa, I'm still trying to figure out why my wife wanted me to get life insurance recently. <laughs> so I go to the doctor. My cholesterol is uh, 180. It's pretty good. Doctor says, well, it's normal, but we're going to we're we're practice some preventative medication. I'm like, well, what? What are you talking about? It's normal. He goes, I know, but we're just doing it on everyone right now. I'm like, no, thank you. No. So he goes, no, no, I have a free sample. Lipitor. I'm like, no, that has side effects. He goes, oh, no, that's, you can't believe the articles. You can't believe... I'm like, <laughs> like, are you going to kick back? So the point is that there's a lot of corruption in the area of pharmaceuticals and drugs. You already know that. But the point is that you have to start creating your health because the doctors just don't know how. I train doctors. I train over 2,400 doctors. They're not taught how to get someone healthy other than the food pyramid. Drink more water, eat more fiber. You know, it's just like it's not significant. So you really have to learn how to create health yourself and start building your health because no one else is going to do it for you. Cancer takes 20 years to grow in your body. I mean, all of you probably have some cancer cells in your body. It's what you're doing in your environment that's countering that right now to protect you. You Literally, you have to create your health every day. So I look at people a little differently. Like what I'll do when I'm listening to people, I'll just dissect them in half and I'll go, okay, what are the things they're doing to create their health and what are the things they're doing to counter create their health? Because doing nothing is counter-creating, right? So, and it's amazing. It's, it makes it so simple. I'm like, wow. I'm like, wow, look at this. Like, you don't have 
you don't realize that many people don't realize that the cravings are a very simple nutrient deficiency, potassium. When you have low potassium, you will crave sugar, guaranteed. When you get your daily amount of potassium, you will not crave sugar. It's that simple. How many have craved sugar? Okay, if I tell you what to do, would you, would you do it to get rid of cravings within 24 hours or actually 48 hours? Okay, so do this thing right here. Normal amount of potassium we need is 4,700 milligrams a day. Now, what food are, is high in potassium? Bananas. bananas, right? That's 400, okay? How many bananas would it take? 12. 12 bananas, right? So you're not going to do 12 bananas, okay? So the amount of potassium you need is so high, you don't even realize it. There's a lot of potassium. So what you can do is you can have all the leafy greens. You would need seven cups, just seven cups. It's not hard. A couple salads a day, and you will fulfill your daily amount requirement for potassium. You, won't, you will not have cravings. It's wonderful to help protect against diabetes, this right here, because when you have that potassium, it helps stabilize your blood sugars. But how many of you really don't consume tw uh, seven cups of salad a day? Hardly anyone does. How the heck are you ever going to get your potassium? So um, this is the problem is we don't really know what foods have the right nutrients, and, and the soils are so depleted. If you, would, if you wanted to get your basic nutrients of trace minerals, okay, those are the little minerals that you need in small amounts, in your food right now, with the soils the way they are, you would have to consume 27,000 calories of food. Yeah. So that's going to be pretty hard, isn't it? That's a lot of food eating every day. So you're going to have to uh, enhance your diet with something. Just make sure it's the right nutrients, plant-based. You have to concentrate. But yeah, that's, this is the problem, is that people don't know how to create health. And so it's kind of crazy. So, so we have the adrenal. We have, uh, with the problem with the adrenal is you get fluid retention because all the electrolytes are controlled. The sodium potassium is controlled by the adrenal. In other words, when you have adrenal problems, you lose potassium. Your salts and electro, all these things that keep the fluid moving are gone. So the fluid's going to pull in your ankles. When you press your ankle and it leaves a little dent, that's fluid retention. You shouldn't have that. Okay, Go ahead and press your ankle and see if you have any indentations there. Can you call 911? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so fluid in the ankles is purely an electrolyte problem because the adrenal, it's backing up fluid. So we have that. We're going to have salt cravings for adrenal too. Salt cravings. That's adrenal. Salt is the, is the mineral that recharges the battery. That's why you need a little chip at night when you go home. I mean, just to recharge your battery because you're drained. Most of you are like a car in the freeway. The battery is dead and you're putting gas in the car. <laughs> Why doesn't this thing start? Now you're pushing the car. It's getting kind of heavy. So electrolytes, fluid. Now, how much water should you drink? A classes, A -class. right? A -class. Who told you that? <clears throat> they told you. Someday, I'm going to find out who they is because that is a myth. I was taught that you would drink. I still can't find the, uh, where do you find this information. Only drink when you're thirsty. Here's what I found. The more water you drink, the more dehydrated you become. Why? Because it flushes out the electrolytes that are supposed to hold the water there. There's a condition right now that I think it's called um, hyponutremia, which is actually too much water, 
which is flushing our electrolytes, and you can die. Die by drinking too much water. So drink when you're thirsty. I have a machine. I measure fluid in in person's body. Normally, people that drink the most water are the most dehydrated. Don't worry, it gets worse. (laughs) So they um, is everywhere. It's nowhere. It's like I don't know who they is. So you have um, fluids. We have calcium. Calcium is controlled by the adrenal. Not just bone loss, not just muscle cramps, but you need calcium to have to wind down at night. Without good adrenals, your calcium will deposit not in the bone, but on the bone. As arthritis, bursitis, tendonitis, tartar in the teeth, cataracts, kidney stones, gallstones, bursitis, all the itises and twitching in the left eyelid right here. Yeah, that's calcium. So again, what do people take? Calcium, carbonate, limestone. It's in the one-a-days. Anytime you get a vitamin that's prescribed, prescription, at a pharmacy, oh my goodness, that's like, how low can you go? It's just way off the deep end. It's just going to be rocks. You need plant-based minerals. This is how it works. The plant is supposed to break down the minerals like rocks in the earth and absorb them into the plant and make them easy to digest. The plant-based minerals are 10,000 times smaller than rocks and metallic minerals that you would get like sea salts. Yeah, 10,000 times smaller. So that would be the equivalent to a, um, a golf ball to the Empire State Building. So you absorb these plant-based minerals. So much better. You ever find that when you eat food, you don't feel satisfied? Like it just doesn't quite, even water just doesn't satisfy you because the nutrients aren't there. Why do you think you keep craving? <laughs> so it's just, it's a deficiency. So we have uh, sinus problems. Oh, that's another diagnosis, sleep apnea. What does that mean? It means that your sinuses are blocked. Like very, I mean, it's just amazing how it's gotten out of control. Um, and so right now, the answer to healthcare is not spending more money on it. It's just to do more prevention. The whole philosophy is broken, but there's no money in prevention. It's too cheap. I mean, it's very cheap. In fact, I can take every one of your grocery bills and probably find $100 every two weeks of, of food that you could just switch over to healthier food and just, and just take that and create health. It's not that hard. It's just choices of what to eat in the grocery store. Why do I know this? Because I go in the grocery store and I see what they have. <laughs> it's so bad. It's amazing. I'm like, wow, people must be buying that because it's there. I mean, trying to find food in the grocery store, it's not easy. It's like, um, so we have adrenal. Any other question about the adrenal body type? It's kind of an interesting type. Snoring, Snoring because the sinuses, there's a nerve that goes in the back of the sinuses that if the adrenal gland shrinks it because the cortisol, and it actually makes this thicker, so you're like, you know, snoring. So we have uh, adrenal. Now, um, the other thing is that, of course, my wife says that sometimes I make that sound. I'm like, no, I don't. And she goes, okay, I'm going to record you. I'm like, okay, you can prove it. <laughs> so that's adrenal. 